well done. Praise his name. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for this service today. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in our place. Lord, we thank you. We worship you today, Father, and we thank you, Lord, for inhabiting our praise and our worship today. Lord, we're just here to humble ourselves before you today, Lord, here from heaven. And Lord, we know you are always speaking. And Lord, we just pray that we have those ears. We always have ears to hear, Lord, not what the enemy is saying or what he has said, but what Jesus, what you are saying. Because we know prayer is the, is the key to our victory. Not only praying, but hearing after we pray. Asking for your wisdom, direction, Lord, over this service today over everything that we do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you again for coming and being a part of what uh, God's doing here in Concord, Mooresville, the world. And uh, it's this time in our service we get an opportunity to give. You know, last week we were not uh, able to come here physically, but I mentioned, hey, if you want to hang on to your tithes, bring it Sunday morning because you can give your tithes at Word of Faith Worship Center by check. Just send in a check to 757 Harris Street in Concord. If you're called and it just uh, God's called you to partner with churches, if you got a local church and you want to give, have an offering that uh, you feel led. Just as the, as the Spirit leads you, give. But also, I want to read again. Uh, when something happens uh, and the Lord puts on my heart, I guess maybe four years ago, five years ago, there was a young boy in Mooresville who lost his life on uh, on the football team. A tragic accident there during practice, and I felt led to to give to that family as a church, let them know that we support them. You know, you never can, you cannot bring back that child, but you can help in a time of need. You can bring hope. You can bring, if it's an offering, you can just take help take a burden off a, a financial burden or anything. That counts a lot in times of need and distress. Uh, about three, when we had that storm probably back at the, at the end of, uh, gosh, at the end of December, we had a, some big winds that came through. Uh, there was some damage all around, but there was a boy that was walking home after that storm from Mooresville, and he got, he got electrocuted. Uh, his name is Andrew Mil, Milholland. And I just want to read, this was three weeks ago, four weeks ago, that uh, one of the papers, there was a, a lady there that's a friend of the family, and she started a GoFundMe page for the family. But on Wednesday, January the 5th, at approximately 345, 2022, Andrew a Mooresville Middle School student was walking on private property adjacent to Mooresville Intermediate School and made contact with powered electrical lines that were down by the recent storms. According to the Charlotte Observer, the student was transported by EMS to the hospital. He was conscious at time of transport, and they, they said, please keep this student and family in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, Drew has since been transferred to the PIC unit at Wake Forest Burn Center, he underwent surgery to reduce the swelling in his side, arm, and hand and is in stable condition but has third-degree burns over 30% of his body and is scheduled to have five surgeries. He's already went through some of those surgeries and you can actually go to a website and they give you a journal updates of how he's doing. Uh, the family will be at the hospital for a minimum of four weeks through these surgeries. Uh, Drew's mother, she is an employee of Mooresville Graded School District. His sister also is a student so please help the, she's asking here to please help the Mooresville community raise funds for uh, this family. They set a goal of $5,000 to help pay for the hotel, the food expenses, gas expenses, anytime the family will be all through work. And uh, so if the Lord leads you in that, 
this week and next Sunday, we'll be taking take, take some time to take up a special love offering. But also one of our own, uh, Pastor Jack, is just kind of dealing with some financial uh, problems, attacks. You know, the attacks come in all kind of ways, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially. But when the church comes together and, and gives and stands together, mainly in our prayers, but also in our pocketbooks, it helps. I can remember, we can all give testimony. I remember when mom had to leave. Dad was abusive. She had to, it was me and my sister left at home and she had to leave. She had to get, get us out of the house because daddy was going through one of his rampages. Got in the car, threw us in the car, said, go get in the car. We locked the doors. Daddy was in a rage, came out there, jumped on top of the hood. It was like a Hollywood movie. I can remember seeing my dad dressed in white in a white suit. He'd been out dancing and partying all night. Not with mama, with the world. And I can remember him coming, jumping on the top of that car, sliding and hitting on the window. And mama in her rage was almost ready to unlock the doors. And I, I can remember saying, mama, no, mama, no. And she hit the gas, threw him off the car, and out we went. Had to close on my back. Where did she go? She went to her supervisor, who was a Christian. And she took us in. I'm sure my hair was all messed up. I mean, I had a lot of hair back in, Randy. Mama just said, get in the car. But see, Mama knew where to go. She had saw somebody being a witness and had talked about it. You know what? She did. This, this lady did something. She took us in. Fed us, clothed us. And you know what? The rest is history. God provided a way. And that's what we do. We just step out and we help provide a way. So as the Lord leads you this Sunday, next Sunday, two people there, personally, you can give a love offering as the Lord leads you. And uh, what we'll do, you know, personally for this, uh, this for Andrew, I'll just have to check right now. I'm going to find the family. I don't want to really do the GoFundMe. I want, I want personally them know that we got a church that believes in prayer, believes that God is healing this child. Every surgery we're, we're believing is going to, going to do what it's supposed to do and, and, and his, his body will be uh, restored, healed, that he can finish his life, finish his course. He might have some scars, but the main thing is he's alive. And if we're alive, we can give God some praise that God will do great things in our lives. So there's some opportunities, and I want to encourage you out of Matthew 23, verses 30, 34 through 40. I always like to give you a word to get that seed, to get, you, get your faith stirred up and get that seed in the ground. Because God's faithful to His Word. And when He sees you by faith, giving on what you believe, that promise, that Word, that seed, there's a harvest coming. Yours can be as soon as you walk out that door. Amen. Not on today's seed, well, it can happen there, but what about your other times that you gave as the Lord led you? It says in Matthew 25, 34, 40, Then shall the king say unto them, Jesus is teaching His disciples, the king shall say to them on his right hand, this is when he was separating the sheep from the goats, talking about in the end time here. But also, this word is pre pre right now for us today. And he will say, Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger. They were, there, there, there was that one time, that lady was a stranger. She's in heaven now, man. She's in Georgia. She got blessed down here on the earth. But Brenda Three, God's got something special for her, for all the people that she helped. That's her name. I remember her name. God remembers you getting your name. I was a stranger and you took me in, naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then shall the righteous answer him and say, Lord, when saw we hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave you a drink? And when we saw a stranger and took in, 
or naked and we clothed thee? Or when saw we the sick or in prison and we came unto thee? And King Jesus, amen. King Jesus shall answer unto them. Verily I say unto you, insomuch as you did it to one of these, my little children, Jesus said, you've done it unto me. When you give and help somebody in need, it's like you just, you're giving it right to, the, right to Jesus, King Jesus, our soon and coming King. And He's coming with some rewards, Jesus is, to give it to His church, to give it to His people that have believed and acted on what we believe. Amen. So let's stand this morning as you give, as you purpose in your heart to give. See, it's, thank you, Jesus. Never just give to be given. And when I talk about, I'm just talking about not just in the church, but when you're out and the Lord purposes on your heart, give somebody a word. Give them a promise. Give them, give them a testimony. Because that's how we overcome. You know, all these attacks, these things that's going on in our lives, we're all going to have trouble. But the way we overcome is we, we attack that trouble with the Word of God, with a promise. With a promise. See, Jesus gave us a promise. He gave us His life. And He gave us His words. He is the Word. So when He gave His life, He gave us His Word. And He's faithful. So Father, we thank You, Lord, as we give today, Lord, that we have a promise that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. That, Lord, as we give today, you've already given. And as we give today by faith, Lord, you've already purposed in your heart to bless us continually down here on this earth with things that we need, as Matthew 6, quoted. But we're seeking first your kingdom, your righteousness, to have joy in the midst of trouble. Because that's when we give our, that's when true faith arises. It's when we don't look at the trouble, we look at the answer. We look at you, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. You receive our praises. You receive our gifts today, Lord. And we thank you for the return that's coming. In this earth, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, run over, you're going to cause men to give into our bosom. In Jesus' name, amen. Also, as you give this morning, just, just to help us out here, if you've got any coins, pennies, we want, want you to come in. But just don't put your coins in the envelopes. Just put them in a the plate, and what happens, the coins is going into the nice little children's church box. And then at the end of the year, they take those coins and they wrap them up. It just makes it easier that we do that all at one time. We don't have to go to the bank every week taking coins because you got to bring them in rolled. But if you bring some coins, they're going into the church box in the office, and it is going to be a blessing. Amen. One penny, 99 more, i got to be a dollar, right? Every penny matters. So bring your offering this morning worship the Lord.
Lord, we thank you, Father, that you received this offering. We just call it blessed, sanctified by your word. Let it go forth, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that we'll be good stewards. Lord, we'll be good stewards. We'll do everything you've called us to do this year with excellence, Father. That you'll take this word, you'll take the good word, and you'll cause this word to go around the world, Father. In Jesus' name, we'll go and we'll go as deep and wide as we can, Lord, as you lead and as you provide. We give you the praise. Amen. Amen. Give a hallelujah. Raise a second hallelujah. Amen. We need to be just excited about your giving as you know, as we do in praise and worship. Because you need to understand that it's, it's going and it's changing lives out here. I'm an example. You know, I was thinking about opening up with this, and I wasn't going to share it, but I want to read this. I get the uh, uh, Word of Faith magazine that comes from uh, Word of Faith Ministries at Rama down in uh, Oklahoma. And... Uh, Pastor here started off and wanted to share something for the new year, so we're still in January, so I think I can make it right for today. But it's a good word. It says, uh, he says, if you're like me, you might be asking yourself, how did 2021 go by so fast? Whether we like it or not, December is over, and January is here, and January is almost gone. And uh, every year, the month of January generates its own thoughts and emotions. Some people eagerly look forward to what new year holds, and many determined to make a fresh start by visiting the gym. That's G-Y-M. I didn't hear that. I didn't, get that. I didn't catch that vision. Setting goals or making resolutions. And others may simply sigh in relief that last year is over. But as we look back at 2021 and look forward to the future, Brother Hagen says, I am reminded that whatever happens, God is still God. He's the God he is the God. <laughs> I am, he says, I am that I am. The sum of our successes isn't determined by our failures and achievements. It is determined by our constant and close relationship with him. Amen. I mean, we get amen right there. Uh, Joseph remained faithful even when life wasn't fair. Paul sang praises when he found himself in prison. Paul and Silas. And David celebrated God's provision when he said, you crown the year with your goodness. I like this. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Boy, David saw something there, didn't he? I said he saw something. He saw something greater than his circumstance. So whether we experience God's goodness and abundance this year will be determined. So you need to determine that you're going to experience God's goodness and abundance. You need to read that backwards too. Whether we experience God's goodness and abundance this year will be determined by how we choose to enter this year. There's a door right there. You choose whether to enter it or not. Jesus says, I am the door. He's the door to everlasting life, but that don't start in heaven. It started when you received Him as your Lord and Savior. That's when He brought a relationship. Everlasting life is getting to have a relationship restored with the Father, God of the universe, that's everlasting life. You know, there is ever, forever. Everybody's going to live forever somewhere. We don't just we just don't ex cease to exist. We will live forever somewhere, and determine on which door you choose. Jesus, or the door of death. It's got a D too. His name's the devil. He's the god of this world, 
And if you reject Jesus and choose Him, you have life everlasting. It's just not with God. It's in a, it's in a lake of fire. It's in hell that is a tormenting place. It's real. A lot of people deny it, but that don't change it. A lot of people denied it and woke up and said, it is real. But I'll tell you what, I like Israel. Amen. Israel. It's a place, but it's also God's people, the children of Israel. Once you get born again, you're a Jew, not by heritage, but by covenant. Amen. I'm a, I'm a spiritual Jew. But see, don't look, at, don't look at all those different races and stuff. Look to Jesus. There's one race. It's the human race. It's God's race. Amen. And uh, so be, ex- be expecting this year. I wanted to share that, so I thought that was, that was good. They always have a good word. If you like that magazine, you can, you can write. You can go online. They'll send it to you free. Say free. I like, I like free stuff. We carry on that tradition here. We like to give a lot of free things away here. There's, you can get all kind of messages out here. Take somebody the word. If you know they got trouble, you know, be a testimony to them, but leave them something. You know, Jim Howard, him and Wanda, they're over in, on Biggers Road on the other side, 601. I know days like this, I wouldn't come out. I'd stay home. And, man, when you preach the word for 45-plus years being a pastor, it's your time to be set at home and watch it online if you can. That's all right. But I can remember that he said, you know, he's taught the word, he lives the word, he preaches the word, and uh, uh, he, he's mentioned many times that if uh, he has to go by the grave instead of the rapture, he'd like to maybe say on his tombstone, today I learned something and today I taught something. Because, see, that's where the greatest potential in, in, in the world is still, is in, in the grave, it's in the uh, cemetery. Because, see, if you don't take what God has given you and give it away, don't take it with you to the grave. Nobody needs it there. We need it here on the earth. Uh, so today I want to talk about, it's something we mentioned on, uh, got into on Wednesday night in our teaching on how to find, follow, and fulfill. We're in the last series there, how to fulfill God's will. And all those areas are important. And, and every day you have an opportunity to fulfill. It, it ain't like you start and you're done in one, in one day, one year. It's a lifelong journey. You know, Jesus says, I am the way. That's a journey. He is the way. And once you come to him, that's when life truly begins. The way, the God kind of life. Doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. It's just that he comes in and helps you with that problem. He's got the answer. And it's not just a one-time event that you show up and get the answer. It's seeking him with your whole heart every day. Every day, Lord. And, and, And God is here to help us. The Holy Ghost, is one of His name is the Helper. He's here. He's in you. He's in me. He's in this world. The Bible says in Romans 10, 8, the Word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. This is the Word of faith that we preach. That if you'll believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead and confess Him as your Lord, you will be saved. Amen. I'm here to testify. That happened to me over 23 years ago. It worked. Amen. And I'm still a work in progress. Jesus is the author. Give me a shirt. He's the author, and then turn around, and he's the finisher. What am I doing? I'm just on the way. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. What he started in you, he will finish. You're, you're, you're a product, not of imagination. You're a product of a God that gives you an imagination. <laughs> We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But he's not these dumb idols, these wooden idols that some people put in, and, and meditate to them and pray to them. They don't get no answer. They get an answer. Same one they got the day before, trouble. 
Confucian. One of their names is Confucius. <laughs> One of those uh, mythology or Confucius was his name. I ain't going to. There's a whole little jingle trying to come up there, but uh, I'm going to let that go. <laughs> uh, but what we're going to talk about is when facing adversity, that's the title. When facing adversity, and let me prophesy to you, you're going to face adversity. I'll make sure I'm not a false prophet because Jesus said you're going to have trouble, all kinds of situations that's going to attack. He was the Son of God. And He was tempted every day just like we were. Yet, He did not sin. He did not, he did not uh, conceive to that thought that was not from God. And that kept Him sinless. Now, He had the opportunity to sin. He was in a flesh body like we were. But he, His seed was not corrupted. He was not born of man's seed. He was born of the Father's seed. He is the Word. Amen. But he still had to choose life or death. Jesus did. We all have that choice every day. Choose life or choose death. And our, when facing adversity, let's talk about, uh, we were talking about in uh, the book of uh, 1 Kings over here. If, if you've got your Bible, just while you're thinking on that, got your Bible? If not, there's one in front of you. Get up here and say, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I can do what it says I can do. Today I'm going to be taught the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-present seed of God's Word. And I'm not going to be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Amen. i tell you what, if you've heard that before a long time ago, one of the pastor's name was John Osteen. He's in heaven now. And I remember, that's Joel's father on a church out in Texas. Can't think of the name right now. But anyway, Lakewood. Thank you, thank you. So when facing adversity, let's look at 1 Kings, uh, talking about the prophet Elijah. 1 Kings 19, verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to read you the Amplified. And whatever version you have, that's fine. It says, Now Ahab, this was King Ahab. This is right after that great defeat that uh, Elijah performed for the Lord on Mount Carmel. It says, Now Ahab told Jezebel, this is his wife, the queen, all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all of her prophets. Now these were... Uh, prophets of Baal. These were uh, uh, demonic prophets. They were against God and His promises. And He had defeated them with the sword. And Jezebel sent a note, sent a messenger with a note to Elijah saying, I'm not sure how far Elijah was, but he wasn't too far off. Back then, that's a messenger. He's riding a horse. Uh, and that note said, Elijah opened up this note. So may the gods do to me, and even more, if by this time tomorrow, she even put a time frame on it. <laughs> this time tomorrow, prophet Elijah, I do not make your life like one of them. In other words, she pretty much said, Elijah, by this time tomorrow, what you did to my prophets, I'm going to do to you. And, and that was a graphic scene. You've got to understand, uh, there was, that was over 500 prophets that Elijah slayed with his sword. 500, that's a lot of people. You know, this church will hold about 130 times five. 
And uh, so there's no doubt. Now, here's Queen Jezebel. She wasn't there. You know, a lot of times I catch the heat sometimes when I go through a battle, my wife's not with me, and I make a decision that she wouldn't agree with. I catch the heat when I get home. Well, if I'd have been there, this, this, is, this would have been said. So Jezebel pretty much said, uh, there's no doubt that she wanted Elijah dead. I used to hear, she wanted him stone cold dead. <laughs> Remember that quote, stone cold dead. Gravestone dead. Tombstone dead. She hated him and what he had done to her prophets. And I'll just go ahead and say her false prophets. But if she felt like she could have killed Elijah, she would have sent a soldier with a sword instead of a messenger with a note. Ain't that a lot like the devil? He won't say something to your face. He waits till you leave. And I'm talking about he uses people. He uses kings, queens, but he'll use people. They won't say it to your face. They wait till you leave and they'll, they'll say it maybe to the supervisor. Why can't they come face to face? That's what the Bible says as Christians. If we got a problem, we're supposed to go. If a brother sins against you, you're supposed to go to your brother or sister. If you know that they've sinned, they've said something that's offending you, and just go to them. Make it right right then. Because if not, we have an advocate. We have an, I'm sorry, we have an advocate, Jesus, but we have an accuser of the brethren, and it's not your brother and sister, it's the devil. But he'll use anybody that will be deceived. So you, we have to be cautious there of, of the devil's tactics and how he uses things like that. Just go to that person. That, that's, my pastor always taught me, like Barney Fife, if something starts, you've got to be quick and nip it in the bud. When we talk about gossip, it's something saying, you know, what, that's what you've got to do. you just got to nip it in the bud. Hey, this was not right. It wasn't true. And, and just end it right there. So, but, but she sent a messenger with a note <laughs> and probably signed it. She might have made a little, you know, some of our kids here do some doodling back here. She might have made this big queen, you know, and made the graphic mark. I'm just kind of throwing some things and then signed it, Queen Jezebel. You know, she might have had a sword in her hand because he saw something here. Elijah read this note. But just like tyrants of today all over the world, Jezebel couldn't totally ignore the public opinion that what that uh, Elijah stood for. He got a revival started. Amen. To get a revival started, you've got to come against the wicked. You can't just be silent. You've got to stand out and stand up for Jesus. Throw the rock of the word and the dog that barks the loudest, that's probably the one the devil's using. Amen? <laughs> there's, your, there's your adversary. There's your enemy. Throw the truth at them. Amen? In love. And you're going to get some resistance with the enemy. He's going to show up. He's going to manifest. The devil manifests. He don't like love. He don't like to be around people that love Jesus and love others. Talking about the devil. So this was, this was only a threat. It was only a threat. As Christians and as ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to walk humbly before the Lord. Humbly. Even though we have a lot of word, we got, a lot, we got some good foundation, we still have to walk humbly lest we stumble and fall. Because uh, remember that is by what? It's by grace that we've been saved. Through faith. Grace is God's power. What Jesus did on the cross. The life that He sacrificed. It's by that sacrifice that we have power and authority against. And remember when Jesus, when He told the disciples, He gave them authority and power. He commissioned them while He was yet here on the earth. He hadn't went to the cross yet. 
but he still had to, he'd been baptized by the Holy Ghost. He'd been commissioned by God and stamped with the Holy Ghost at the, at the Jordan River. And after he went through the temptations like, like we would, but yet without sin, he, he, he took the word to the devil and defeated him while he was still on this earth as a man. Not just a man, he was a man anointed by God. Amen. He had the power and he delivered it in love. He delivered it against the enemy, against the kings of this earth. Now, Jesus didn't focus a lot on what Caesar was doing. He didn't focus a lot on what the government was doing. He focused on what his father was saying. And that's what he did while he was down here on this earth. Jesus didn't have a lot of time. He only had about three and a half years after he got anointed with the Holy Ghost and power to be effective, to be an effective witness and set up this kingdom, his kingdom, that he's coming back for to sit in that throne one day. Soon and very soon, he's coming back. He's going to sit in the throne over there in Israel, the throne that David sat in, and he's going to rule and reign, and we're going to rule and reign with him. Me, Pastor, I'm going to reign. You better get ready. You better get to church. You better get to studying. Because God's going to, He's going to put you over something. Amen. And not only is He going to put you over something, then He wants to put you over now. He wants to put you over that circumstance and help you bring others over. I need, to, I need help. I need prayer. Ministers need ministry. Amen. That's why Jackie's coming next Sunday. John Jenkins coming to Sunday after. We need the, I need the gifts. You need the gifts. So we can all function not as a handicapped body, but as a powerful body united in victory underneath Jesus. Amen? The Bible says if one hurts, we all hurt. Amen? So, this was just a threat. The devil's going to bring threatenings. He's going to bring accusations. And they are real. They'll show up. They're real. But God is real. His Word is real. His blood testifies. And what I want you to know Elijah got in pride. Even after this great victory, he got in pride. Pride can be on the high end of it or it can be on the low end. Because it showed up right here when Elijah, not only did he... This is revival starting. They needed the revival leader to be at church, to be at, on top of Mount Carmel. Okay, Elijah, now what? So he defeated all, now what? Somebody's got to lead us. Somebody's got to feed us. Somebody's got to show us the way. And what did he do? He ran... See, your greatest temptation ain't when everything's going bad, it's when everything's going good in your life. That's not the time to leave the Word, to leave the Bible study, to, to leave what you've known to be true. That's the time to dig in with your heels because the devil is regrouping. He's getting his army that, that, that Elijah scattered. He, he took out 500, but guess what? The devil got plenty more. But see, that was a great opportunity to put God's kingdom on that mountain, start build up that, that sacrifice, and let's worship God, the true God. But instead, he ran. Now, guess what? Somebody's got to fill Elijah's shoes. Mama loved the song. We had it played at her funeral. She loved, she loved old George Jones. Uh, oh, gosh. Mama, forgive me. What's his name? <laughs> oh, my Lord. George Jones. Conway Twitty. I think about Conway. Every time I go down to the beach, you can go to Conway. But we don't go that way anymore. We go to, we go to more like uh, Ocean Isle, which is more north. But when we used to go down to Myrtle Beach and uh, down there when we camped out, we go through Conway. And I always think of Conway Twitty because there was a song that says, Who's going to fill their shoes? Who's going to stand that tall? 
talking about when these old singers, when they pass, who's going to stand, who's going to carry the message? Well, who, Jesus left this place, but He didn't leave us comfortless. He says, hey, you going to walk in my shoes? You're going to take the keys I've given you? And that's what we have to do. We can't feel Jesus' shoes. We just walk in them. Amen. That's Daddy's shoes. He don't want us to feel them. He just wants us to walk in them. And every, it, one size fits all. Amen. I, I, I wear 11 and a half triple wide. I mean, I've got a wide foot and Rowan gets on me because I've got like three pairs of shoes carried and my sons have got like 15 pairs of shoes. You know, for every athlete and then for the girlfriend, the son, all kind of shoes. And he gets mad when I put them on because I can wear the length is good. But when I put it there, it stretches it wide. And he goes like, Daddy, you've been wearing my shoes? I said, no, honey. Well, something's wrong. Something's happened. See, but God wants you to wear his shoes. He wants you to step out in those faith shoes and walk and destroy the enemy. Walk on water to get there to help your friends. But the main thing is, is keep the devil underneath those shoes. Underneath your feet, whether you wear shoes or don't. Amen. He, he just has threats. And we determine how big we let that imagination get. How big the threat can get. You know, I ain't going to go that way. Jim's saying, my pastor's saying, don't go that way, pastor. He gave me some wisdom. He said, sometimes you'll have all these thoughts you want to go with, but what is Jesus wanting to say right now? Another thought for another day. Another song for another day. Terry, that was the right time to sing that song. Amen? See, pride opens the door to fear. In 2020, that was the main thing that God gave us, and you need to focus on that, is faith overcomes fear. And when all this started happening, when the uh, this pandemic started, we had to stand in faith and resist this fear, this spirit of fear that's running rampant, it still is. It's not only running, it's, it's, it's settling in some places. And they're giving life to it, they're incubating it, and it's bringing babies of anxiety, depression, distress, you name it, that's, that's, that's the mother of pride, the babies of pride. Amen? And she's always giving birth somewhere. But I tell you what, Mary gave birth to a baby named Jesus. And Jesus is no longer a baby. He grew up and He took the Word and He took the sword. He took the Word and He spoke it and He, he brought deliverance and He's still saving and delivering today. He delivered you out of fear, out of sickness, out of depression, and He's here to bring you life. Amen? So pride opens the door to fear. Let's read verse 3 again there in 1 Kings 19. It says, And Elijah, I probably didn't read it a while ago. I hope you did. I get started and I just forget some things. But... Verse 3, 1 Kings 19, verse 3, after this messenger brought this note, and Elijah was afraid and arose and ran from his life. That's the Amplified. I need it. Somebody read that to me in the King James. Verse 3. Is it up there? Look at there. It's on the board. I'll read it. You can read it with me. This is key. Four words. And when he what? When he saw, not only did he read something, he saw something. See, he is a prophet. He is a seer. He sees things from God, dreams and visions, and, and they're just as real to him as this he's seen in his natural eye. So the devil knew his weakness. He knew that he was a seer. And the devil knew. See, he, the devil's not dumb. He's just stupid. In other words, he's watching. He's been with me since birth, before I was born. He, he, there, there's, uh, there's angels and there's demons present with us all the days of our life. They wasn't created to be 
for harm. They were created to be there to be, our, to be a blessing for us. But you've got an enemy, and he knows your whole history. But I'll tell you this, he doesn't know your future. See, he knows his future. That he's, he's, he's doomed to hell. He knows if you're a Christian, you're going to live for But he don't know all the blessings God has in store for you. He's just guessing. And he's trying to stop that blessing. How? But to get you in pride. To get you in strife. To get you in contention with one another. See, God can't work in that stuff. God works in faith. Amen? And that's why the devil's trying to get you off the faith road and get you onto the fear path and stay on that path of fear. And that path is dark. It's darkness. Uh, but see, and when Elijah saw that, he saw what she said. He arose and went. He feared for his life. Faith and fear can't coexist. I don't like those bumper stickers. I don't encourage you to buy one because we don't coexist with one another. We, 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 we take the truth of the Word of God and I, I will tell you the truth in love. I'm not going to say your, your religion is, is okay. I'm going to say there's one way. <laughs> Amen. And I love you and I'll tell you about this one way. His name is Jesus. He's the only way to the Father. He's the only way to everlasting life. And I don't have to go no further than that. Amen. Now, you know, some of you might do some debating. That's fine. But if you get out of love, just walk away. Because it's all going to be done in love. And see, he, when, when Elijah saw that, he rose, feared for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. And what is the name? What does Judah mean? Praise. See, God had a place for him he was going. He was going to end up praising him. <laughs> Amen. But until then, he's in fear. But God's got another place. Judah's called praise. God's trying to get him get his praise back. If he can get his confidence and his praise back, the victory's back. Amen? You can get the victory back. You might be off course, but you can get right back. Just start praising him. Tammy Reed talked about when he tonight. Just praise him. I ain't talking about singing. We're talking about praising him. It don't have to sound good. But I tell you, you start praising God, it'll start to feeling good. You might even get the sounding good. Because I tell you, the anointing is there to bless you. <laughs> uh, I know David at one time, when he brought the ark back to Jerusalem, he came in and he was dancing with all, the Bible says, he was dancing with all his might, Carrie. This might be all my might I could get sometime up here. <laughs> but, but if the Holy Ghost hits me and Wayne comes up here and goes into something, y'all better look out. I was just listening to, I was here at Tuesday, uh, men's uh, fellowship, full gospel men's fellowship, and there was a pastor named uh, uh, Gerald Roseman. I think he's over then maybe uh, Mount, uh, Mount Pleasant, that area. But he was talking about, you know, uh, he got fired up in the Holy Ghost in there and was speaking in tongues, and we was praising the Lord. And he was just talking about in his days, old camp meeting days, he said it wasn't unusual if you got one or two people getting up and running around the church. Just get up and drop their hair buns and just take off a running. I ain't, I've had one person run, and I, ain't, I am not looking for runners. I'm looking for praisers, amen? And if that praise causes you to run, run. Amen. Run for Jesus. But I remember, uh, gosh, that was uh, Brother Keith Moore talked about when he was brought up in church. He had a lady that played the piano or the organ, whichever it was. But uh, one morning she came back and she was different. There was something about her that was different. She got the Holy Ghost or the Holy Ghost got her. In other words, she got baptized in the Holy Ghost and she was playing it different now or something. And, and it might have been playing itself, but the story, pretty much the story was... The deacon board had a meeting and told Miss, I'm just going to say Susie as a name, said, Miss Susie, we can't, we can't have that going on at our church. And uh, having all that, you know, things are different. She goes, Sonny, 
Oh, what, 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 what was it? They got up and they started running. I have to go back and tell this story right one day. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she started playing that piano, played it loud, played it hard, and then she got up and she started running, just praising the Lord. And they just had a meeting with her. Say, hey, Miss Susie, you just, you just can't do all this. She goes, you know what? If God says run, get up and run. Do it with all your might. If God says shout, just get up and give him a big shout. But she just pretty much said, Sonny, I got it, and you can't have it. <laughs> In other words, you ain't taking it away. I've got it, and I'm going to do it, whatever God says to do. I'll get to the right of that story. It was, talking, it, was, it was good, the point she was making, because I'm different. About 20, 20 years ago, I got baptized with the Holy Ghost. I spoke, and I didn't speak in tongues then, but I got delivered from the devil. I didn't, I didn't cuss anymore. I didn't, I didn't have a desire to drink anymore. It just left. God took it. Took it. Now, I, I can always go back to it. The devil is there. He'll, he'll bring those opportunities, but I don't want it anymore. So I don't want even want to see it. And sometimes I'll talk about it to give you a testimony. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a, a heavy drinker. Dad was an alcoholic. He was addicted to it. I just did it on weekends when I played games. It was just social drinking. But I didn't even have a desire for that anymore. And then I found about some new wine. I can get drunk on new wine. The wine of the Holy Ghost. I haven't really been soused yet. <laughs> I've seen Daddy get soused. But I'm ready, Lord. Nothing wrong with getting soused, getting drunk in the Holy Ghost. There's no, there's no side effects, no hangovers. Just, you just get blessed. You could get healed. There's all kinds of things that happen when you get drunk in the Lord. Prophesy. I taught many nights up here at Life Christian University. And uh, I, I wasn't drunk, but I, I spoke some things. I, uh, FRR Ministries, Cynthia Mike Henson, I spoke something to her and don't remember. just spoke it. I remember being there, but I don't remember what was said. Four or five years later, she said, Pastor, would you christen our service here? We're going to open the ministry that God gave us that you prophesied. Do you remember prophesying? I said, no, I don't. But I believe you, Cynthia. I believe the Lord used me. And see, it didn't mean a lot. To, it, it wasn't for me. It was for her. But it meant something to her when I said it. See, God will say something. If it means something to you, take it. That's my baby. That's mine. Amen. That's your word. See, that's that fresh manna. That comes from heaven. I better... Thank you, Jesus. Pride opens the door to fear. See, when, when Elijah saw that, he saw that prophecy that she was saying. She's a false prophet. But you can, make, you can let it come to pass in your life. I'm talking, when I say a false prophet, God didn't say it. But you can take something that God didn't say. Come on, we go all the way back to Genesis. Did God say? Has God said? Well, uh, he said we couldn't. Not only can't we touch it, we can't, uh, we can't eat it. We can't even touch it. God didn't say that. And then we add to it. And then, see, Eve prophesied her own destruction. She said, no, we can't even touch it. So when she touched it, and God said, you're going to surely die, right, when you eat it. Well, she said, no, he said, if we, even if we touch it. So she touched it, and guess what? She didn't die. She didn't know what death was to begin with. But she's like, well, nothing major happened here. Come on, let's eat it. And Adam gave it to Adam, and he ate. And then what? Their eyes. See, Adam had to partake. If two of you agree, he didn't even know about agreement yet, but God had told Adam. See, Eve hadn't came forth yet, but they were one. But then the two, you got to come together and agree, right? And when, and when he agreed and ate, when he agreed, 
Then their eyes were opened. Their spiritual eyes were opened. Actually, they were closed in their natural eyes, and they're like, we're naked. God didn't tell them they were naked because he came and asked, who told you you were naked? God said, that didn't come from me. That came from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Evil, amen? So there's a whole lot there that we've got to be careful of. Pride is bad news. See, what did Elijah see? I touched on it. He saw himself dead like the ones that he just killed. Cutting their heads off, beheading them, you name it. He saw himself like one of those. Where? In his imagination. In his imagination. See, your imagination is God-given. We can't, we can't live without our imagination. Wayne, how did you get to church this morning? How did you know where to go? You, you've seen it. You've been here. You've tasted it. You've played. You knew where you were going because you've been there. Where? You, you went there one time and it calculated in your brain. Your imagination. And then when you go back there, now, depending on how many times you've been there in your imagination, you might get lost. <laughs> the more you seek the Lord, the more you know Him, the more, the more you seek Him, the more you know Him, you find Him, and you, you won't get lost. If He's the way, you won't get lost. If He's the truth, you won't be deceived. Amen. So, He saw that in His imagination. Now, see, that's a temptation. He hasn't, Elijah hadn't sinned yet. See, a temptation is not a sin. Jesus was tempted, but he, he didn't sin. So what happened? He thought on these things. He thought on that imagination, and it got bigger. Ever, ever took binoculars? You can't quite see what's going on. Can't quite see that deer. And you get them binoculars on, and you zoom in. There he is. Yeah, that, and you put your spot, and you get, your, you get to zoom in on him. Put the crosshairs on him. Well, have you ever turned binoculars around? You ever look them the opposite way? I didn't own the old black cheap ones. Things get far away. It's, it's totally reversed. That's what you need to do when the devil comes. See, don't magnify it. Don't get the binoculars out and just think on those things see, in your imagination because it will get bigger. It'll get, the more you think on it, the bigger it gets. What you've got to do is turn it around. And, and, and don't focus on it and it'll get smaller. See, you've got to let God be big in your eyes. See, Elijah, he, he defeated him because the anointing was upon him. God had been keeping him for three and a half years, been, stirring, been feeding him, feeding him with, with, the, with the birds, bringing him uh, meat in the morning and meat in the evening, bringing, and feeding him, and, and he was drinking by the brook Cherith. And he was, what, he was alone with God, spending time with God for three and a half years. But he was also getting ready for this great battle. And he was ready. And he defeated the enemy. But then the devil used a woman there and made the seer see something that God never wanted him to see. Should never have saw. That he made that woman bigger than God. He saw what she said was bigger than what God said. And that's when trouble came. And not only see, he hadn't sinned yet. He sinned when he ran. What did Adam do? God could have maybe helped, but they hid themselves. They ran and they hid when they heard the voice of the Lord in the garden. Why are, you, why are you afraid of me now, Adam? Elijah, why are you running in fear? Different word, different God, different imagination here. It's what he's focused on. Pride. Pride got in there. Elijah thought he was some big something. But without Jesus said, without me, you can't do nothing. Come on, without Jesus, you just a nothing. 
But with Jesus, with God, all things are possible. The small things and the big things. I like those things. I want to be a thing for Jesus. Amen? I just want to be a thing. If He wants to do a big thing with me, fine. If He wants to do a little thing, that's fine. Just whatever you want to do, Lord, do your thing. Amen? In me. What has He called you to do? Just do your thing. Let Jesus... When I come into church, the Bible says, Jesus, when you come into church, Jesus likes to sit at the back. But if now the pastor calls him to the front, he says, I'll go to the front. That's what the Word says. Don't make yourself a place. Be a place. Be the church. Just come in. Be, be expecting blessings for others. I used to do that when we'd go to prayer service. I'd be prayed up, be expecting miracles. Man, somebody, I was praying for people when I came in, praying for the pastor, praying for that minister. I wanted to see... God worked through people's lives. And that pastor called me out and said, come up here, I want to lay hands on your back. I'm like, praise Jesus. I wasn't expecting me, I was expecting... And see, that's when God brought me to the front. That's what we do. That's, hum that's walking humbly before the Lord. Lord, I just want to humble myself before you today. And that's when He'll use you, put you on display. Amen. Give you words to say, prophesy. Speak things into other people's lives. Thank you, Jesus. And say, not only did I speak that into Cynthia, we became a part, we became partners with it. And we're believing God do great things. Has the devil come in there and 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 gave them some resistance? Yes. But they're still fighting. Still, you, gotta, you gotta keep fighting like Colette. You gotta keep the vision before you. Keep your words before you. So Elijah saw himself dead in his imagination. I like to call your imagination, your imagination, your spiritual womb. See the vision. Write the vision. Put it in your heart, in your spiritual womb, and give life to it. Study it. Meditate upon it. Amen. You're going to give birth to it. And then there's God wants you to have plenty of babies as far as He wants you to. Once you, once you see that, man, you should be working on the other one. Amen. Raising up an army for God with the vision that He gives you. Conquering and to be and be the king and priest that he's called us to be. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I better hurry up a little bit here. All right, Terry sang a song. Y'all got to give me five more minutes. Y'all can give me extra five. Amen. It's cold, baby. It's cold outside. Y'all need to stay in here and just let me warm you up a little bit longer. Amen. It's cold outside. Is it cold in here? All right, Colette, get up and do a little. Do me a lap. Colette's gonna have to be the be the second runner in the church. Gotta get her get, get her blood pumping. Come on, Wayne, give her some give her some running music. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Your imagination is very powerful. If you put the word in there, Amen. In other words, have your vision. Have what has God said. Think on these things. Think on these things. What things? What so things are holy, just, beautiful, edifying. Think on these things, uh, God's things. Uh, so that spiritual, that imagination, it can work for you or it can work against you. Like what happened to Elijah here. He saw it in his, in his heart of hearts. He saw it. And it became so real to him that he ran in fear. Ever been to the scary movies when I was little? All these, all these spirits, there is a spirit of fear. That man, I, I, I go to sleep, I, I lay my hand, my, my foot falls off the bed and I jerk it up because I'm, I'm scared something's underneath is going to grab my leg. That's the spirit of fear. 
And how do you, how do you fight that with the spirit of faith? You put God's Word in there and, you, and you, you chase that fear out. And you keep it before your eyes and in your ears and out your mouth. Psalms, uh, Proverbs 23.7 says, As a man thinks, where? In his heart, so you shall be. As man, male or female, as you think in your heart, so shall you be. And that's what happened to Elijah. I like to call that, that's stinking thinking. <laughs> Amen. Anything that God hasn't said, that's thinking thinking. Remember the manna? You can only go get it, but on, on, the, sab- on the Sabbath, get doubly because, oh, no, I'm sorry, you couldn't go gather on the Sabbath. So you've got to get doubly much the day before. Some of them went out there to try to get it after God said, don't do it. And it stank. <laughs> it rotted. It stinketh. Amen. Stinking thinking. They thinking God said it, but guess what? I'm going to go out here. I'm going to find me some manna. That's stinking thinking. Thinking that God said, don't do this, and you go do it. That ain't thinking smart. Amen. That's how we preach it here down south. Stinking thinking. Remember, Elijah had just killed over 850 false prophets that previous day. And Jezebel played on that image and said, Elijah, I'm going to make you like one of them. Elijah saw it. He grabbed the vision of of this woman possessed of all evil and wickedness. He grabbed that vision. And once that image got on the inside of him, all his faith where? Left. That faith was gone. And he fled in fear. It wasn't Ahab and all his armies, all the prophets and all the people that scared Elijah, but it was a woman's messenger with a note that caused him to flee in terror. Do you think God was pleased? No, he wasn't. Doesn't change his love for Elijah, but he, he wasn't pleased. If I, my kids are going to do some things, and your kids are going to do some things. Or I'm not going to be pleased, but that, does that mean I don't love them? No, I love them more. That just makes me love them more. Because I want, them to, be, I want them to please God. Not so much that they please me. I know if they please in God, they're going to please me. Because God takes pleasure when my kids prosper, when I prosper. He takes pleasure in that. He's not pleased. He don't get pleased when they don't. And the reason they're not, because they're not building that relationship with him. Amen. Uh, so how could, this, how could this happen, Brent? How could this happen? Don't, 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 be, don't be throwing darts at Elijah too quick. You know, he ain't here. We can't, you know, he, we can't talk to him. We'll get to see him soon. But uh, how can a person change from total boldness to total fear so quickly? It's all because he quit trusting in the Lord. And the Bible, Proverbs tells us, if you start thinking in your heart, you're coming up for a fall. The Bible talks about that pride. Come, before pride comes destruction and a fall. If you start getting into pride, it was Elijah's trust in the Lord that made him who he was. And when Elijah quit trusting in the Lord, he lost his confidence. Faith is a substance of things Hope for. Hope in the Bible is confident expectation. He lost that when he saw that lie. He made it bigger. And he lost, his, he lost that, that confidence, that anointing. He lost it. It didn't lose him. He just lost it. And when Elijah quit trusting in that and that confidence, the spirit of fear came upon him. It's a, the spirit of fear is real. It came upon him. It'll make people do crazy things. Come on, everybody in here will probably testify. 
things you did and some people around you did and some people still doing. Spirit of fear. Hoard up all you can. The end times is here. I ain't hoard. We need to be giving. We need to be blessing, right? Now, use wisdom. You know, when the snow comes, go get your bread and milk. If you don't, you won't get any. But if you serve God and don't get some, I'm sure God's got a place for you that somebody has some. Amen. He'll send you a cow if you have to. Get that thing out of there if you got to. Get them udders. I ain't never done it. But the Lord sends you, you know what I mean? He'll send your blessing to where you're supposed to be. And if you ain't there, He'll send it the hard way. Manual. He'll send you a cow. Milk it yourself. See, wisdom would say, I've been in the grocery store. I've worked there, been there, wore the T-shirt. If, they call for, if they're calling for snow winds, they get to the, get to the place three days prior. Amen. Especially now. They're finding it hard to find truck drivers to drive the milk to the store. My God, we might need to start raising cows again, Wayne. <laughs> Be ready. Amen. I tell you what, we serve, a, we serve a supernatural God. And He can make things happen that you, we couldn't even imagine. You know, you think He's giving you an imagination? Look, look up at the stars at night. He knows them by name. Called them by name. You think he can't take care of your needs, our needs? Thank you, Jesus. So Elijah quit trusting in the Lord. He lost his confidence, and the spirit of fear came upon him. And he submitted. See, that's where he messed up. He submitted to it. He submitted to that fear and ran from the enemy instead of facing. See, when you're facing adversity, don't run from it. Run to it. But you've got to run to it in faith. Like David. Who is this uncircumcised? In other words, he was cussing. That was David's way of cussing. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He don't have a covenant. He's defying the living armies of God. He was cursing, blaspheming Israel. And David said, is there not a cause? I tell you what, we've got a cause nowadays for the gospel. There's a cause. There's, there's all kind of wickedness being saying, God's not looking. It's okay. No, it ain't okay. Homosexuality is not okay. Living outside of the covenant. Fornication is not okay. Keeping and not giving is not okay. See, don't get so caught up in, we don't need to categorize big sins and little sins. It's all sin. The main thing we need to focus on, it's like I was telling some, some family recently, as, as bad as you've been hurt from a person, what they did to you, that is not sending that person to hell, what they did. What sends a person to hell if they don't receive Jesus? He paid for all the sins of the entire world. He took them. He became sin. He became a, 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 a pedophile. He became a homosexual. In the Spirit, Jesus took all that sin, that wicked sin. on his. He didn't take it in Him. He took, took it on His body and He took it to hell. And He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And He rose victorious and said, you don't have to live underneath that sin anymore. He became sin so that we could become righteous before God, before the Father. Amen? So we don't have an excuse. We have an advocate. Come on. We don't have an excuse to sin. We have an advocate who has delivered us, said, Father, I became sin. They're free from that. So it doesn't matter how bad. It, it, it matters how great is our God. Amen? I'm not, you don't make a license to sin. We want to promote godliness and holiness and righteousness. But to the sinner, they're not that. They need, to become, they need to get born again. Amen. It's not the clothes that they wear. It's not the length of their hair. We've heard that, been down that road before. Oh, 
before you're sinning. If your dress comes up to here, if, you, if you're wearing lipstick, you're going to hell, Jezebel. I, I wasn't raised in those churches, but I've heard people that came out of them. I'm saved by the grace of God. And once I get born, it says the same, I walk by faith. The just shall walk by that same faith I put in Jesus to be my Lord and Savior is the same faith I walk in after I get born again when I stumble and fall. He says, get up. He told Gideon, he's a mighty man of... Gideon, you're a mighty man of God. His family served served the Baals. He came from a, a, a bad background. But you know what? God didn't see his background. He saw his future. Amen. He saw what he could do with the anointing and with the power, with the grace of God. And that's what we got to see, what we can do with the grace of God. Amen. No matter where you are or where you've been. We've all been, stink- we've all been stinking thinkers before. I don't need to go to church. All them hypocrites, this is before I got saved. There's, and I wouldn't say it really like that, but there's people that would say that. I've heard them. <laughs> They've told me. Uh, I don't go to church because all them hypocrites, I see what they do when they leave church. And I ain't going to no church. I ain't being a hypocrite. Well, really, you're a hypocrite if you don't come to church if you're a Christian <laughs> because Jesus told you to go gather together. Amen? So you're being a hypocrite if you don't go to church. But just forget about what all the people are saying and focus on what God has said. And he says it's good when, when brothers and sisters come together in unity and harmony. Amen? See, the devil don't want us coming to church. Tough, devil, this ain't your church. If I remember, I think Jesus said, I'm the head of the church. So I take orders from Jesus. <laughs> so as long as Jesus says, we're going to church, we're going to church. We're going to be the church. Amen? The church of Jesus Christ. The victorious church. The glorious church. Not then, now. Amen? Jesus is coming for a glorious church. That's all tongues and tribes. Amen? He's coming one day. Brenda, he's going to set up his kingdom down here on this earth, and this earth is going to be changed. Amen? But until then, we've got to change the earth with his glory and with his goodness. You came out today, and you made a change. Don't. You cannot change your past. But do not let the past change you. Jesus settled it once and for all. He died for your past, present, and future. You got to think about it. He, he, he settled it for all eternity. Because when He gave His life on the cross, I wasn't born yet. But my sins were forgiven. Ain't that awesome? See, because what the blood of bu- bu- bulls and goats, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Just speak in tongues up here. The blood of bulls and goats offered all the sacrifices they did. It just forgave their sins for a year, the year of atonement. But it never removed their consciousness, I'm a sinner. It never That blood of bulls and goats couldn't do that. But the Bible says the blood of Jesus removes our sin consciousness. We shouldn't even remember. If He don't remember them, you don't remember. You shouldn't remember. But He still gives you a choice. Are you going to listen to old Slewfoot, the old accuser of the brethren that accuses us, the church, night and day? Look what they did. Look what they did. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Jesus says, doing what? See, because the devil has no place to come before the Lord anymore. He lost it. He lost his anointing, his place. And God anointed us. He made this earth for us, for the children of men. And he gave us authority over it. He said, keep the devil out of the garden. Amen. The devil's been trying to make the garden bigger. And he's had success. 
But you got to understand that garden, the tree of life, is not down here. It's in heaven. You know, because remember, in, in, the, in the garden, they had two, two trees. One tree they were told not to eat of, but they were told to eat of the tree of life. That tree of life is still in heaven. Amen. We're going to get to eat of that tree again. See, they were to eat of that tree and live forever. Adam and Eve. Jesus became the tree of life substitute. See, he brought heaven. He is the life. But there's a physical tree that God removed off of this earth and got it in heaven. It talks about it at the, at the river of life. There's a tree of life there. And it says the leaves are for the healings of the nation. Can you understand that? I can't wrap my brain around that those leaves are for healing. There's got, got, got to be some healing done. Amen? And it starts now. Jesus is the healer. Nation shall rise against nation. we got to be the ones that say, I'm here for your health. You need to be healed. You need to be healed from this animosity, anger toward one another. Amen? That's what Jesus, that's what he died for. You know, there's going to be a ruler down here. His name's going to be the Antichrist. He's going to bring in a false peace. For three and a half years, the Bible tells us. People's going to be deceived. I ain't, we're not going to be here. If you believe what we believe here at this church, we believe in the rapture, snatching away. Before, there's, there, we're in tribulation now, but there's coming what the Bible says. There's going to be great tribulation that we ain't even, you think things are bad now? It's going to get worse, worse, worse. And Jesus has a bride. That's us, the church. And I tell you what, I don't want my wife going through some. I wouldn't let my wife go through hell. Why would Jesus let the church go through hell? Those that have trusted in Him and committed their life to Him in agreement, in covenant. He's coming back for that glorious church. And then, then the devil can set up his blasphemous throne for a, for a season to deceive the nations that He is God. Sit at the heaven, and he that sits in the heavens laughs. And God's going to get the last laugh. He's going to send Jesus back, and we're coming back with him to regain and put this place back in order. Amen. It's in chaos, but soon and very soon, things will be put in order. Time is short. If you're not sure about your salvation, you don't know if you've left this place today. If you left here, did you go meet Jesus? Today's your day. Today is a day of salvation. I'd ask you to trust in the Lord. Call upon His name. And the Bible says, All that call upon the name of the Lord, Jesus shall be saved. I'd ask you to do that today. Let's just pray. Father, any of those watching online or listening to this recording, as it goes forward, Father, we just pray that, Lord, You are the only way. You sent us Jesus. And, Father, we thank You for that sacrifice. Jesus, You are the way, the truth, and the life. And if any man would come. Jesus said, if any man would come, let him come. So Father, we just pray right now all those that are thirsty and hungry for righteousness, they just don't know where the well is, Lord. They would come to Jesus. They would hear these words today. They would hear the news today that when adversity comes, Jesus came to deliver you from adversity from the devil. He came to separate us back to the Father, to give us that life everlasting again, to separate us from the evil one. So all you got to do is call on His name. Put, put faith in the name of Jesus and I would want you to get into a good church. Find you a good church. Get underneath the Word. And I'd ask you to 
receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you've never received the baptism here, be glad to pray for you this morning. That's giving you power and authority. Jesus baptizes you with His power and authority and you speak it with a new heaven language. Speak in tongues and you glorify God. That's possible to every believer, the Bible says. They will speak with new tongues and they will lay hands on the sick. These believers that believe and they will see the sick recover. Jesus said they will do these things in His name. If you've never done that today, we'll be glad to pray with you. Or if you need personal prayer, watching online, send me an email. Pastor J at wordoffaithworshipcenter.org That's W-O-F-W-C.org We'd be glad to pray with you. If you need personal prayer this morning, before you come down, there's a few I'm reminded of this morning. I want to... Uh, we're keeping uh, Bootsy in prayer. Boots slipped a little bit on her uh, phone cord. And Frankie said she fell in a good place. She didn't get hurt too bad. Just got bruised up. Uh, Elaine's with her. Was it Elaine that fell? Okay, I'm sorry. I thought it was Bootsy. So, all right. Thank you, Larry. So we're praying for Elaine and Bootsy. Both of them, because there's Elaine out there being a blessing. She stumbled, but she shall arise. Healing shall arise in her body. Complete healing from bruises right now. In Jesus' name, Father God, to Boots and to Elaine. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you told us to go. And, and Elaine is a goer. She's a sender. And Lord, she's gone forth right now, Father. So we just thank you for healing rising up in her body right now. Touching her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Father, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we lift up Frankie. Frankie's got to have some surgery on a nerve this week, Lord. And we just thank you right now for a successful surgery. Pastor Jack, put your hands on him back there. Father, we just thank you right now, Lord. We call those things that be not. We call this nerve that's given him pain to not cause him any more pain in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, that means whatever's got to happen is going to be good. There's a good outcome for this, and we just by faith release that, that everything goes according to your will and plan. And we thank you, Lord, for the anointing upon that doctor and that procedure right now in Jesus' name. And also... Sharon LeMaster sent me a little graphic picture a while ago. Uh, technology is awesome. Not only did I see a blister that she, she got something out of the microwave and, and boiling water or whatever she was drinking, and she's got a blister about that big, about like that on her arm. But you know what we got to see? We got to see it gone. Why, why does it have to run its course? When Jesus took hold of a leper and looked, he, might, he probably touched him he looked at a leper and said I will be healed he didn't have to wait that was flesh his flesh was rotten diseased that flesh became new like a baby's skin why can't Sharon LeMaster have her have that blister right now be just normal I'm not sure it'd be like a baby because she's a little bit older than a baby now but the Lord can do what he needs to do with her skin he can make it just match put a perfect complexion on it amen I'm putting, I don't know if this is her hand, but I'm putting my hand here by face and you just agree for Sharon's. It's not her blister. It was caused, but there's a cause and effect. And David said, is there not a cause? Is there not a healer? His name is Jesus. Jesus, you are the healer. And we're calling on you right now, Jesus. Touch Sharon LeMaster. Take, take your hand, Lord, just like the church right now, Lord, by faith. We're touching Sharon's blister right now and commanding it to leave right now. To, for this water to leave and Father God, for that pain to leave for her, for that skin, that flesh to, to be normal right now in the name of Jesus, for it not to cause her no discomfort. Father, we just believe and we just receive that for her by faith in Jesus' name. Amen.
I saw it. I just see it by faith being healed. We believe. Believers believe. You need prayer this morning? Hallelujah. What a day. This is the day that he got to see Jesus face to face. Yesterday or today? Today? Today. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just thank you for that family right now, Lord. We lift them up. Lord, we know there's going to be tears, Lord, but we know that you are the comforter. So, Holy Spirit, comfort this family right now. And for Jackie and your family, you had some loss. Praise God. So, Father, we just thank you right now. We're praising you for being the comforter. Lord, we're not praising you for death. We're praising you for being the, the author of life. That, Lord, so we just pray for these families right now, Lord, that you will comfort them, Father God, those hugs of comfort. And, Lord, we just give you the praise right now, Father God, for receiving these saints into glory. And, Lord, we look forward to that day ourselves, Father, to be in your presence, to be absent from this body and be in your presence. Oh, what a glorious day. Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name. Anybody else need prayer in this place? Now's a good day to get what you need. Every day is a good day to be blessed. To be thankful. I'm thankful to be your pastor. To be your shepherd. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the ministry of helps in this church. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand. Pastor Jack, if you come up here, I'm going to let Jack dismiss you this morning. You can come on up here, Jack. Let's get you on the... I'll stand beside you. I don't know what I'll do with that crazy mic. But... Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I've read something today that Pastor Robert did. And he said, go do the work. <laughs> and if that was not meant for me. Praise God. When he, he gave it to me the other day, he said, Go do the work. <laughs> now, that has a specific meaning for me. But each and every one of us here, God speaks. Yes. He said, go do the work. Like mm -hmm. you spoke earlier, <laughs> I smile. That's right. Let someone go in front of you. <laughs> Give that waitress a, an extra tip. There you go. You know, there's more works <laughs> than we can think of. Amen. That's for me, yeah. Go do the work. Yes. You're, just, you're a work in progress, you know that? Oh, yeah. Side by side, we'll get the job yeah, done. Yeah, you got that right. Amen. That <laughs> woman got a voice back there that's got to be heard. Hallelujah. And besides Dale hearing it all mm -hmm. the time, but in a good way. Dale, is your knee bothering you? You good? Well, you're, better than, you're, you're better than good. Yeah. Well, Jesus. Right now, yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Most gracious Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. We lift Dell up Thank for you, the victory that he had. Yes, Lord. Jesus. You know, people here will so see him as, oh, he's only got one leg. When he gets to heaven, <laughs> he's going to outrun a two-legged man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to think God just gave him anointed wings, anointed legs. Well, he's going to run. Good place. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father, Jesus. we just come to you at this time and give you praise and glory for 
what you have called us to do. Yes, Lord. Go and do the good work mm-hmm. that Christ Jesus has called us to. Yes. There is no such thing as a small position or mm-hmm. a large position. That's right. We're all equal in yes. the eyes of God. Yes, Jesus. I thank Him for opening my eyes, me personally, my spiritual eyes, to see mm-hmm. what physical eyes cannot see. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, I lift up my sister-in-law, Tara. Father, I don't know how many days she has lived. She refuses to hear your word. I got one more word for her. Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. I'm trusting you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. She'll have everlasting, eternal life, Father. Yes, Jesus. So, Father, as we go out this door today, let us go do the work. Yes, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Word of Faith Worship Center. I pray God's grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then according to Romans 10, 8 through 10, the word is nigh unto thee in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord and believe that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. We would ask you today to simply say, yes, I believe this, and I say yes to Jesus. Now, if you just received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would encourage you to get into a good church. Our church is located at 757 Harris Street, Northwest, Concord, North Carolina, 28025. And you can also find us on the internet at wordoffaithworshipcenter.org or wofwc.org. We hope to see you soon. Blessings.